When the Oscars first started, the ceremony lasted only 15 minutes. That's shorter than the applause break after Jimmy Kimmel makes his first Trump joke. <laughs> Yay. President Trump says he would have run in and confronted the Florida shooter even without a weapon. Well, his heart's in the right place, even though his head is straight up his ass. The number of U.S. organizations designated as hate groups has risen 20 percent in just three years. To be fair, most of them are anti-Guy Fieri. Hey, I love Flavortown. The Pope has suggested that it's better to be an atheist than a bad Christian. Sounds like the Pope has never been at a college party trapped in conversation with an atheist. And finally, on a business trip to India to sell luxury condos, Donald Trump Jr. praised the country's poor for smiling and having, quote, spirit. He later apologized for the belittling comment and admitted he's never actually seen a poor person. Mm -hmm. The Trump Report starts now! Live from Los Angeles, California, AfterBuzz TV, and America's Voice, this is The Trump Report. You know, I really think we have to change that where it says Los Angeles, California. Look, we get it. It's Los Angeles. It's California. But anyway, welcome to the Trump Report. It is a sparse panel this evening. Uh, I was uh, telling Tamara and Anthony in the booth at Tony B. Tony, at least for five more minutes, he'll be at Tony B. Tony underscore. Uh, when I went to bed last night, we had five people on tonight's show. We had a full panel on the couch. And, um, well... They're uh, dropping like Mueller indictments. And, uh, oh. It's just the two of us here. But uh, just the two of us. <laughs> We're not going to sing. Although, hey. if we run out of topics, maybe we will sing a little later. Uh, so it's, I ain't apologizing. It's me, yeah. Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ, and Tamara. At Tamara. Hey, Tamara, underscore. Tamara. Hey, Tamara, <laughs> uh, underscore. And uh, so if you're watching live in the chat, help us. Join us. Contribute. What are your questions, your thoughts, your dreams, your hopes, your comments? Uh, we had a lot of comments after uh, last week's show that um, we shouldn't talk about guns because we didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, we weren't really talking about you know how guns work and how to put them together no. and things like that. That's the standard argument yeah. usually. Um, the one thing that somebody was right about was that we didn't understand how a bump stock worked. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought I knew what it meant. I think you said that. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how it works. But, and then yeah. they're like, you don't know what a bump stock is. I'm like, no, no. And you know what? I still don't. The person explained it in the chat. Yeah. So, look, we talk about these things. And the interesting thing in the, the wake of that, there's actually quite a number of interesting things. Some heartbreaking things. Some things that make you shake your head. Some things, as Arsenio Hall used to say, things that make you go, Hmm. But in addition to that, the interesting thing is Trump is all in on tougher background checks, on doing away with bump stocks, even if he has to go to every gun and break it down and take the bump stock out himself. Sure, He's he got will. time. He's got time. Uh, he, he will as long as every single one of those bump stocks is at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Look, I mean, it. look, they have to go there. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, well, you can get the guns shipped there. That's fine. I think that uh, I, I look, he's a. Uh, He's willing to get his hands dirty, and I wish that – and not that it's not great that you're here, but there's a couple people on the panel that I wish could hear me say, what if Trump gets so much done with strengthen, strengthening background checks that he does more than Obama did, more than President Clinton did, and then he becomes like the guy who really improved the system on gun checks? This is a hypothetical. Ultimately, but what if he became the greatest gun safety president we ever had? I think that would be amazing. I mean – 
I think who would disagree? Right. Well, because people like you know Scott Scott Moore, who's usually here at S Man Eighty. I'll give him a plug, even though he's but he's in like Rome right now. Is he? Yeah. He's not just like oh I can't make the show. No, I'm on vacation in Rome. Mm. Must be nice. Must but you know what? Nice. It's snowing there, so mm-hmm. screw him. No, just kidding, Scott. But it's almost snowing here. He's always. Counting down to the impeachment. Mm -hmm. So what if he really, if President Trump made significant change on gun reform and, you know, it got to be a lot tougher? And what if he also tackled the mental health crisis and the opioid crisis? What if he did all these things and all these people who hate him, like not just like, oh, I disagree with the president's policy. No, people who hate him. Mm -hmm. What if he got all these things done? Uh, Would would you think somebody like Scott Moore would vote to reelect him? Mm, that is a really good question. I think the answer is no. <laughs> I think the answer is no, but I think before you would even get to that, I think we, the people who hate Trump would be justifying, well, he got that through because of, um, he was able to sway these Republican senators, or, you know, somebody else was able to sway these Republican senators. Credit would not be given to Trump. No. Should he uh, accomplish those things. That being said, like, I mean... I, hmm, that's myself personally. I'm, would I reelect him should these things come through? I mean, instinctually, I'd say no. But the fact is, I say repeatedly that our, you know, like the biggest epidemic in my head right now is is the way that uh, Trump uh, divides the country, as does you know so so many facets of what's going on in politics right now is all about division and pitting Republicans against Democrats, conservative against against liberals. And if I stand true to, you know, uh, the idea the of idea inclusion, that, reaching across inclusion, the aisle, reaching all that across stuff, the yes. aisle, we should all, you know, not be so us versus them. If I truly believe that, then I have to, you know, also admit that should he actually make uh, strides in background checks and, you know, things that are important to me, well, I... That's great. Then I hope that happens. Right. I look, I think that it it's I understand people are rooting against President Trump, but it it's easy when you're a liberal and you're rooting against the border wall and you're rooting against uh, you know, dismantling Obamacare and tax cuts that you think are a bad idea. But if you're rooting against the president, when he's trying to do the things that Democrats have not been able to get done, it, you can root against it. But then if he gets it done, you know, you just have to be like, well, this guy got it done. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I would would rather not vote for him. At, you know, and this is not me speaking as me. This is me speaking as people who aren't here on the panel tonight who usually are here. Mm-hmm. They you just have to give it up to him. And I don't know if they can. The people on the panel I think might be able to, but I'm just saying in general, your average, your above average diehard liberal, I don't think will give it up to President Trump. What do the people in the chat think? If President Trump, and even if maybe these aren't your issues, but if he accomplishes significant gun reform, are you going to be able to give it up to him and be like, you know, I don't like this guy, but he, he got it done. He's, you know, if he makes our schools safer you know, you can be like, oh, I don't like a lot about him. He, he, he's a jackass. You know, he maybe doesn't have a great track record towards women and minorities and, you know, wives, any of that. But it's hard to just dig in the stand and be like, nope, 
I am not giving it up to this guy. So uh, be interested to see what the uh, the chat thinks about that. And uh, I mean, and the, you know, okay. So let's say he does accomplish expanding uh, background check, and you know, uh, some form of gun regulation. You know, you're still there's still the the border wall, and there's still the uh, alt right rhetoric, and there's still all these oh, th- there's other horrible things, sure. things that you're you know not going to want to cast your vote in favor of. So it's that is a tricky, tricky question. Well, the interesting thing for President Trump is that he could really go well all in on these things and be like, you know, I uh, try to get it done, but. Um, that damn Republican Congress just wouldn't pass my gun reform. They're in the pocket of the NRA. And he had interesting comments today about the NRA. You know, he's trying to play both sides of the fence, uh, which I guess a lot of politicians do. But he's you know, trying to say that, well, for the most part, they're good people, but we have to keep an eye on them and not everything they do is going to be great. And, I mean, for a Republican president to even say what President Trump said, you're like – Man, does he not want to get reelected? Like, does he not realize how this works? But I think Donald Trump is so focused on not just being our president, but being the best president, Mm -hmm. the greatest president, the hugest president we've ever had. Well, he's on his way 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 for that one. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) But uh, to just be the best president, he's like, I'm I'm going to do everything. All the stuff that nobody could get done. Like, he doesn't really know. I don't think he's got so many tried and true diehard beliefs. He's like, yeah, this gun control thing, this is really registering with people. Terrible shooting. They keep happening. You know what? Not on my watch. Trump's going to get get his, well, Trump's going to have his people get their uh, their hands dirty and and try and get it all done. It's the gun issue specifically, like, is such a pressing, there's such urgency to it that I, I think, I think most people would agree that whoever can get it done needs to, you know, like, sure. If he can do it, then power to him. Yeah. Well, uh, there, the, this uh, topic is uh, lighting the chat on fire. For those watching live on YouTube, uh, you can see there. If you're watching the show after the fact, you can tweet us at Trump Report ABTV, as in After Buzz TV. How's that what that means? It does, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was American Bandstand, and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> but we are hopping tonight. Uh, Superior Mint 99 says that uh, Trump won't Trump won't get these things done because he's too stupid, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Lady Goth says, I will give credit when credit is due, and I'll try not to hit him on the way out. So there you go. I think that that's kind of the way it's like, you know what, good, I'm glad he got it done, but he still needs oh, to go. That, for sure. Um, and let's see. Storage Yard Resident, great friend of the show. I am going to vote for Trump in 2020. Storage Yard Resident, I knew that. I knew that in on November 8th, 2016. <laughs> I knew you were going to vote for Trump in 2020. The thing that will be news is when somebody like Storage Yard Resident is like, oh, I'm not voting for him. Mm-hmm. Like somebody like Storage Yard Resident isn't going to vote for a Democrat. But somebody like Storage Yard Resident deciding to stay home in 2020 – that would be interesting to see, well, what's going to happen over those next two and a half years, which, by the way, it's two and a half years until Election Day. It's mm-hmm. even a little bit more. It's like two years and eight months, nine months. Almost. It's crazy yeah. 
how long it is. It's it's less than three though. Uh, What's his name? Storage storage yard resident. Storage yard. Yeah, resident. he's Fred Sanford. Yeah, mm. he works at the storage yard. No, we. You know what? Storage yard resident has been a guest on the show. Yeah. We had him Skype in once. Yeah, Great. and uh, you know we might be due to have him check in uh, again. Storage yard. So uh, make sure you message me. We'll figure that out soon. Uh, Demonot says gun regulation is not the problem. Laws only apply to those who are going to follow the law. If you want to commit a crime, you'll find a way to. I do agree with that. But as we talked a lot about last week, let's just make it harder. Let's make it a little bit more difficult I to do those things. I disagree with that argument. I, I hear that. Their argument or my argument? That, that one. Uh, demon not. The, the argument that uh, you regulate guns, people who want to commit crimes are going to find their way around it. That is, that is an argument against laws themselves. That's not applied directly to gun, gun control specifically. Like, laws seem to work. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good point. Uh, you know, they murder's illegal, and so I think it keeps it in check in most places, except for, unfortunately, like Chicago. But other than that, everywhere else, you know, they're able to uh, get it in check. Um, our Scott Brown has a funny one in the chat. I won't be Russian to vote for him, R-U-S-S-I-A-N. Now, that I like. Oh, I'm a huge fan of puns, uh, <laughs> and that's actually a good pun. Uh-huh. What I really love... Bad puns yeah. that like go way too far. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a good pun, so good for you. Um, and yeah, you know what? Lady Goth agrees with you, uh, Tamara. Uh, with all due respect, it's lazy logic. People are going to rape, but we still have rape laws. Parentheses, weak ones for a reason. Um, and <laughs> uh, there was one that I liked that I think I lost. Oh, Lady Goth says, how punny. And <laughs> Storage Residence said Fred Sanford is his hero. Fred Sanford is kind of all of our hero. Hmm. Um so, Interesting. Fred Sanford and Trump. Yeah. Well, hey, if you could have that ticket. Uh, complete aside, the uh, mascot for my college was the Marist College Red Foxes. So Red <laughs> no. Fox. Yeah? Like, yeah. So at no point was there ever like a cartoon Red Fox that came out at halftime in a basketball game. But, uh, well, I always thought that there should have mm. been. Anyway, like I said, tangent. Uh, in any case... Uh, William Winters is in the chat and he has a lot of, uh, he seems to have, uh, some interesting thoughts about fake news and things. So if you want to sort of narrow down the scope of what you're trying to say, I'd be happy to uh, sum it up, uh, here in the chat anyway. Uh, so that's a little bit of what's going on in the chat. Um, the other news that's sort of, not even sort of the news that we've gotten in the wake of the, uh, Stoneman Douglas shooting is the revelation that the former deputy, Scott Peterson, uh, was there on the scene and didn't go in because he's waiting for backup. And there's a lot of reasons why you can do that to an active shooting. Uh, look, we're not, we weren't there. Uh, we don't know what the protocol is. You feel like if kids are being shot, you should go in. And yes, if you get shot, that's the price you pay for trying to save kids. You know, if if you getting shot saves one kid, I don't know. I think that uh, that might be what your job is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was sort of led to a review of a whole campus security program there sure. in Florida. Um, and it's uh, it's heartbreaking to hear that, you know, it, there could have been less loss of life, life and lice. And lice. Because it's an elementary they, school. They yeah. did the lice check a week before, as we know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so uh, I just think that, uh, you know, and I'm not going to go as far as people say he's a coward. I am going to say that it's very questionable judgment. And 
I, for one, wish that he had been able to go. He had felt comfortable going inside to try and help the kids. I think this is the clearest indication that should we arm teachers with guns, this is this is clearly what's going to happen. Like that just goes to show that when somebody is there with a gun, it's not going to necessarily fix anything. We're just lucky it didn't make anything worse. Right. Uh, but to uh, put on the devil's advocate hat, which is a very stylish hat, uh, it, it actually has a little red devil on it from the paint can. Uh, the argument would be like, well, if the teachers had guns, you wouldn't have needed him to come in because they would have been packing and ready to, you know, uh, take control of the situation. Uh, let us know what you think in the chat. Uh, what this really comes down to is President Trump immediately, well, not immediately, but I saw him respond, said that he would have run into the Florida school Mm -hmm. without a weapon. Even if he didn't have a weapon, he would have gone in there. And Tamara, I ask you, what that you have seen from Donald Trump, not just as president, but in a public life that spans more than 30 years at this point, what about Donald Trump have you seen that makes you think, you know what, he's a selfless guy. I think even without a weapon, yeah. He would have run into that Wasn't it uh, a Miss Universe contest uh, pageant when he walked into the dressing room unannounced when there were girls as young as 13 years old, possibly younger, um, changing? And that was, you know, one of the uh, his his missteps as far as. uh, Well, that sounds very I'm sorry, but that sounds very brave to me that he walked into that dressing room unannounced. Well, so what I'm saying is that then sure. Yes, he would. (laughs) There are, in fact, teenage girls in the high school. So (laughs) if he's going to walk into a dressing room of teenage girls unannounced, then I bet he would storm into that school with gusto. I I found those comments. Hard to believe. I, I don't even know that I'm going to take the time to quantify whether or not they're distasteful. Uh, I mean, you can draw that conclusion for yourself. We can all sit here and say, well, if I had been there, you know, if uh, if I had met Hitler, I would have killed him. You know, I would have. Uh, okay, I would have had him sign one of his paintings, <laughs> and then I would have killed him because then the value would have tripled. But that's just the way. I would have. Look, that's how I time travel. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, if if you have a problem with the way I time travel, mm-hmm. don't time travel. No, with me. I do not. Don't get in my TARDIS. <laughs> I will time travel by myself. But uh, I'll be very very uh, strong opinions about time travel, as we uh, know. Yeah, anybody who's watched the show absolutely knows that. the The real point is, if I was there and I didn't have a weapon, I would not have gone into that school. Uh, I would have uh, called for someone, law enforcement, with a weapon, and I I would have certainly hid. And, uh, you know, made sure I made my call and got someone there. The fact that someone uh, with a weapon was there, that's the real problem. Um, But if I was there with a weapon, here's the reason why I wouldn't go in. I have no idea how to shoot a gun. (laughs) Like, if I go in there with that gun, I could probably do more harm than good. You know, I mean, maybe I, I guess not necessarily the case. I could probably scare the shooter in some way. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I fired a gun once. And I like mean, a, at best, wouldn't you think like you would run in and try to usher out some students sure. or shield somebody or, okay. you know. I guess the question would be, <laughs> you're really going to split hairs here. Where is the shooter? Where am I? Yeah. What door am I coming in? Can I help kids get out? Sure. But do I look in and see the guy with the gun through like a little like a little tiny window? 
let's just say I see him. Oh, I can't go in there without a gun. That's crazy. Uh, I'm not as brave as President Trump is what I'm trying to say. I don't pretend to be. I have never, as Tamara pointed out, I have never gone into a dressing room with 13-year-old girls unannounced. When I was 15, I did it announced, and it was still <laughs> wrong. Ooh. Still wrong. I Christian. What? I, I'm saying it was wrong. I was a kid. Come on, it was the 90s. And they say, if you can oh, remember. you were 15 yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 15. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I was 15. <laughs> the girls were 13. But they say, if you remember the 90s, uh, you weren't really there. Um, in any case. I do not, because I don't have VH1. So You don't have VH1? Really mm-hmm. Oh, man. I got rid of live TV. Good for you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'd like to know uh, from the chat, what are some instances of President Trump's uh, bravery that you'd like to... Nobody uh, has any... uh, Nobody can say what they would do. The actual scenario of encountering a live shooter is such such an experience that you can all day long theorize about, I would do this, I would do that. But when you'd actually be faced with it, I mean... The reality of the gravity of that situation, I mean, I can't I can't say I can't even venture a guess as to what well, I would do. You know what, realistically, let me put it this way. If my kid went to that school and sure. I didn't have I would have gone in. You know, mm-hmm. that's different. So I guess um that's where the difference is. And I guess that sounds selfish, but that's just sort yeah. of the 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 blind protection of your own sense. child. Uh, you know, so if if a, if I'm a parent at that school and I get there, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go in and try and, you know, if I can help my kids, sure, but let me help yeah. some of some of the other kids. Uh, sure. I, I would feel I feel like that's the scenario. Yeah. Trump was imagining if he was in that scenario, he'd imagine that the the bronze bust of himself that he has in the entryway at Mar-a-Lago was inside that school, and he wanted right. to make sure it was undamaged. He would well, run in there in a scenario where if any of his kids were inside that school, you know, except Tiffany, but if any of the other kids were there, then I know, poor Tiffany, but poor Tiffany and poor guy. Fieri. They're always just... <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri, uh, really, just taking it hard. Yeah. I really do love Flavortown. Uh, so uh, there's some uh, great comments in the chat. Uh, the Demon Knot and R. Scott Brown had similar comments about uh, Trump would have been able to dodge bullets as well as he dodged the draft. Ooh, good um, one, those, good yeah, one. And I had to give them both Ooh. credit because they both independently did it, uh, and it came up around the same time. Uh, Sturgeon resident points out in Israel, the teachers are armed. Look... That's a whole yeah. different situation there. Uh, but, I mean, I, also in Israel for an adult is mandatory military service. Mm-hmm. So if, and, by the, and not mandatory, but mandatory. That's actually what I meant. And you know what? If this country had mandatory military service, maybe then, all right, mm-hmm. you know what? If you're a teacher and you have a, 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 you have a license and you have training, that's a different conversation. I'm not saying it's automatically a good idea, but I could see it possibly making more sense but uh that is a very different uh situation uh but do you disagree tamra i mean this is to open up a whole other can of worms but uh, the the problem that we have with police brutality these are they are trained people who are trained with weapons and you know look how controversial it is as to the actions that are often taken by our police force so should training and education on guns and and firing and everything should that come into the school I, the same th- kinds of things are going to happen which is you know that's that's been talked about sure uh, minorities being targeted and things like that should teachers be armed well an uh, interesting 
viewpoint on whether or not teachers should be armed. Again, the demon knot who's on fire in the chat. I bet those teachers would have liked to have been armed rather than rely on those four police officers standing outside watching the whole thing go down. Interesting point. Uh, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't. But what I'm saying is that if the police officers did not go in for whatever reason they have. Yeah. If you were in a classroom armed on the other side of the building, you can say the exact same thing. I mean, it's just it's just. To me, the fact that there were people on the scene who were armed and couldn't do anything is just an indication that arming teachers isn't going to make any difference. Uh, William Winters in the chat, I agree wholeheartedly. The truth is the shooting would never have happened if the FBI didn't drop the ball. I definitely agree on that. There were uh, so many red flags. Uh, President Trump had nothing to do with the FBI being incompetent. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. I think that there are certainly people who would maybe in a partisan fashion try and figure out a way to blame him, but I think that that is indeed the uh, fault of the FBI. A couple of final comments, and then we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll move on from this, which I thought we were going to talk about for five minutes. But... School shootings. Uh, You know, I don't want to do the show on school shootings every week, but it's entirely possible that we could. Some jerk left his cell phone on and a text message from daddy just went over the mic. Hi, dad. Uh, Anyway, he's actually not watching. That's that's the worst thing. It's not he's like he's texting questions about the show. Uh, How do I join the chat, Christian? Well, it's not that far off. Uh, R. Scott Brown asks, has the NRA ponied up any money? to harden the schools or set up a program whereby members could guard schools. Well, they they can they they can hire veterans, Demonot says. Uh let's see. And I think Lady Goth, the final word on this. I'm okay with veterans being officers. Uh, in other countries people train for years to be officers here it's just months. All right. Uh, anyway, uh we can continue to talk about this in the future if you're watching the archive version or listening to the archive version. You can comment on the YouTube page or at Trump Report ABTV. As I said, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to see if we can find... We're going to search high and we're going to search low. We're going to see if we can find Jared Kushner's security clearance. So we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. That felt like an eternity to you. It did to me, too. Uh, This is the Trump Report on AfterBuzz TV and America's Voice. Uh, had a, a very spirited conversation about uh, gun control uh, in the first 20 minutes, but uh, we'll try and move on to other things in the uh, next couple shorter segments we have here. I'm Christian Blatt. You can find me at Christian DMZ, joined by the lovely and talented Tamara Brown. Where do Thank people you. find Tamara Brown? Hey, uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube page, Hey Tamara. I got an impression of Sarah Huckabee Sanders up there. You should check out. I remember you mentioning that on the show. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I still have not watched that. That's my fault, though. You know what? I need my dad to text me. Hey, you should watch it. Yeah, (laughs) that's probably. I think that's what he was. He linked it right there. Yeah. No, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So thanks, Dad. Uh, Anyway, as uh, I uh, alluded to before the break, uh, Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor. Isn't it nice how that works? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been stripped of his top secret security clearance, Mm. and. This is only because it took months to complete his background check. And now he's going to be limited in his ability to view highly classified information. Um, So my first point on this is if President Trump wants him to see classified information, I am sure that he's going to see classified information. I believe that's in violation of several things. Like he should know better than to look at it. 
and President Trump should know better than to show it to him. But um, does it surprise you, Tamara, that the president's son-in-law was not properly vetted and does not have top secret security clearance? Uh, does it surprise me? Yes. No, is uh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, we've we've found a lot of uh, things like this are a little willy nilly in the administration, a little unthorough when it comes to sort of vetting a lot of people in the administration. Um, I was always under the assumption that Jared Kushner's security clearance was in a lot of ways um, uh, there so that he could explain things to Trump. He's one of the only people that he listens to. Um, so I, I, I feel like even though he's being stripped of um, a certain level of security, uh, there's, there's still probably things that are just going to be uh, informally past. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's not uh, not really going to change. But I mean, it, it's so he's going to be uh, fairly limited in the amount of foreign affairs work he's going mm-hmm. to do abroad. And um, I think it raises some questions. The first, why? <laughs> why does he not have top secret security clearance? What what did what turned up on that background check? And I'm not as big a proponent of all the collusion, Russia, and all this thing as, as some people who will sometimes sit on this panel are. But at the same time, when you see things, we talked earlier about things that make you go, hmm. hmm. This I is like one of been those. There's a lot of 90s references this show. Yeah, well, yeah. that's. Or is you that know, 80s? No, that, so it's like 1990. <laughs> So it really depends on who you ask. Um, I do. So why has he been stripped of this security clearance? Yes, I do personally think it has something to do. There's something to do with the Mueller investigation. There's something that's been unearthed, which we won't find out for a little while. Maybe after Mm -hmm. President Trump's third term, (laughs) after he changes the Constitution. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I I wish Scott was here. I would like to watch like the sudden like chest pains (laughs) that happened when I teased the idea. Um, Yeah. And look, I'm not pretending to actually know the answers, but you just feel like, all right, you know, this is a guy who is very successful businessman, uh, multinational corporation. Um, Where's he gone? Who's he met with? What's he done? And, I, I let's say there's let's just say there's let's take into consideration maybe he didn't have anything to do with anything against any election rules or any of that. There's just something that they're just like, yeah, this this is not somebody that uh, we should really have representing the country. Yeah. So good thing he had that uh, year of security clearance. Yeah. Uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> They've. Uh, yeah, he's he's, sweat, he's set up all the Swiss bank accounts that he needs to at this point. <laughs> so he just he's doesn't got, need it anymore. He's got some holdings in the, the Caymans now that, uh, you know, maybe he got paid in rubles, maybe he didn't. Those are jokes. It's all right. <laughs> Calm down. It's astonishing that I, this hasn't uh, created any sort of huge uproar. Um, the, the fact the security breaches within the administration um, – I know I don't like to bring up Hillary since that's so over and done with, but just the outrage that came from people over her emails and the server and everything like that because of security issues. And then these things happening and people are like, ah, what are you going to do? You know, it's 
Yeah. It's just it's such a ridiculous double standard. Right, and it's the double standard that doesn't affect your person, you know? I mean, the, and I don't mean you personally, but you, you know, who if if somebody's a Trump person, they're like, "No, none of this stuff matters. All the Hillary stuff mattered." Somebody's a Hillary person, like, "No, no, we don't care about that stuff." But this, this But really even care Democrat, about. I mean, Democrats aren't as outraged about this as Republicans were about him Hillary's emails. I don't do you think? Do you think they are? Uh, no, no, I don't. Sorry, I saw a, a very nasty comment that was uh, deleted. I'm able to oh. see it, but the people in the chat aren't. Um, just um, let's just say Red Cliff is not a fan of Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. and we're going to leave it. See, at that. that's my bad for even. You see, that's going what there. happens when you mention Hillary uh-huh. Clinton. You know, if you say her name, if you if you go into a room, you turn the light out, and you say her name she who must 21 not be times, named. she will show up in the mirror, and she will haunt you for four years until she runs for Why president Why 21 again. times? Uh, wasn't that what you used to do for Lizzie Borden? I think it was 21 times. 21? Yeah, um, I, I, that's what I remember. Okay. It's not Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. It was a lot easier. You just said that three times, and I've already said it once. Will I say Beetlejuice oh, one more time mm-hmm. before the end of the show? Let's find out. Uh, in any case... Uh, R. Scott Brown agrees with our sentiment. The president is the declassifier in chief. He can share information with anyone. Uh, and yeah, I believe that, uh, that is absolutely the case. I, I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, before we take a break and we talk about something more substantial. Like the Oscars. Like the Oscars. Mm. Yeah. Three billboards. <sighs> None of them are interesting. Um, no, I tease. I kid the I three it. billboards. I no, I, well, that's because it's in Missouri or whatever, right? Isn't that really what it came no, down to? No, I know. I'd... No, I actually thought they were great performances in the movie. I'm teasing. I was just trying to think of a mm-hmm. joke to make about the movie not being good, but I did enjoy it. Because um, I'm a Sam Rockwell guy. Uh, this, this debate's going to get even more fired up. <laughs> just than That nasty comment about Hillary is going to yeah. come back Whew. even uh, so uh, we'll take a break after this, but uh, the story that I can't let go away. Alleged Kremlin call girl begs for U.S. rescue from Thai jail. Thai police arrested a Belarusian call girl whose tell-all book and Instagram posts inadvertently exposed ties to the Kremlin of a Russian billionaire who'd done business with Paul Manafort, President Trump's embattled former campaign manager. Uh, the self-described mistress of Russian billionaire Oleg Deprishka, who I believe is a character on the upcoming season of The Americans, is now mm-hmm. begging for an American res- rescue, saying that I'm ready to tell you about all those jigsaw puzzles you were missing to support it with audio video regarding the connection between our dear parliament members with Manafort, Trump and all the buzz around the election in the USA. Uh, this is from Nast- Nastia. Or Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Rybica. <laughs> uh, I'm doing terrible in my, uh, my wow. uh, Eastern European mm-hmm. pronunci- pronunciations. Um, I feel like this is it's one of those situations. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy being nasty. <laughs> so uh, I feel like this is one of those situations that um, that Scott Moore, who's usually here on the panel, uh, Chelsea Lee's here, friend Drexel Hurd, who sometimes used to be on the panel, um, Whatever it takes, they would kick into the Kickstarter or GoFundMe to get her out of jail Mm -hmm. because she says she has video and audio. And here's the thing. The thing that I know, the thing that my my grandpappy taught me before he passed, Russian call girls never lie. Mm -hmm. They always (laughs) tell you the truth. Heard that? So Yeah. yeah, You've probably heard that too, right? Yeah. 
think that was a deleted scene from Three Billboards. I believe that they mentioned that. Um, so I know that when you get the look, first of all, she's a genius for being able to put this out there. That's like, look, if you get me out of this Thai jail, the things that I will let you know. And, um, you know, and then if she gets out of the Thai jail, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what happened to you know, the cloud. <laughs> You know, the cloud crashed or whatever. Um, but I want to know people in the chat, when you hear stories like this, do you think that when there's smoke, there's fire? Or do you think that people are just trying to cash in on, once again, on Americans being suckers and uh, hope that uh, somebody decides to get her out of the jail? Because here's the thing. The people that you're pleading to, well, President Trump's not going to get you out of that Thai jail. Because if you do actually know something, he's going to make sure you stay there. What could she possibly – these videos, I mean, what? I, even I, – I feel like she gets out of jail, she leaks some I, – I don't see it actually leading to anything. Well, according to rumor and innuendo that uh, if the video is the video we think it is, there will be quite a few leaks in it. In that case, we will take a break and we'll be right back with just a few more minutes of the Trump report right after this. Welcome back to the Trump Report. Always keeping it classy here on AfterBuzz TV and America's Voice. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. She's not. Nope, I'm Tamara. You can find me at HeyTamara underscore on Twitter. And apparently, you know, during the break, I watched some great mm-hmm. Sarah Huckabee Sanders sure. impressions. Yeah. You saw me do it. Yeah. You know I watched it. Yeah. You're, that is not fake trying news. trying to get it down yourself doing yeah. the impression. Yeah, I know. I wish I could. <laughs> That's... Yeah, I think you get a lot of mileage out of that impression, by mm-hmm. the way, because uh, she's no spicy. She's going to yeah. stick around. Oh. I she's, think she loves that job. She's so – you know, I can't help but like her. I admit it. I, can't, I, I admit it. She's, she's like a – she's so good at her job. Yeah. She's like a skilled surgeon at a hospital of horrors. <laughs> she's like the most world-renowned surgeon whose skill is sewing babies together. Yeah, because, the, you know, the, the thing you always heard about Dr. Mengele was that he was an excellent surgeon. You know, <laughs> he, he just, you know, the work that he did, he took pride in it. So, uh, but I think that, uh, yeah, it's just she's so good at it and she just enjoys turning the tables on the media who is not used to being treated like that. And there are things that I certainly don't love about the Trump administration, but his handling of the media is kind of fun at times. There's times where it's not, but in general, because let's be honest, people in the media are are a little self-important and there are people who do great work. And then you have other people who uh, they're just a a low level celebrity. You know, you're like less (laughs) famous than Kelly Ripa. And mm-hmm. not that she isn't a huge <laughs> talent. I'm just saying. You're you, Wolf Blitzers? I wasn't going to say his name. I don't know. <laughs> I, I went to a debate once. It was moderated by him. And uh, there was time before it started. And Wolf was like, does anybody have any questions? And it was just dead silent. It's like, no. Nobody nobody has any questions for you, Wolf. Anybody want an autograph? Uh, in our silence. <laughs> silence. When I was a White House intern, though, I used to always see him coming out of the Starbucks every morning, and uh, I uh, didn't say anything. But his, his Starbucks cup always said Wolf, not Wolf. 
<laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me, but I said it anyway. Anyway, uh, so uh, we only have a few minutes left. Uh, the CPAC conference ended over the week. It was held over the weekend, and I actually went there once. The uh, Conservative Political Action Committee was held in Washington, D.C. And one of the things that was on display, uh, and uh, Bill Crystal of the Weekly Standard uh, tweeted about this, what was not on display was the Republican Trump haters. They seem to have gone away. The never Trumpers. I don't think that they've become Trumpers. I do think that there are people who didn't vote for Trump, don't like him, but are seeing policies that are benefiting themselves or Excuse me. That was terrible to do on Mike. I was really like, I can hold that back. No, I can't. Uh, but anyway, so I think there are people who like Trump more than they thought they would. Let's put it that way. There are definitely people who love Trump. But I think that some of your never Trumpers are just like, all right, this isn't this isn't a fight worth having. I'm just going to be a friend of mine who actually had been a guest on Trump versus Hillary before it became the Trump report. When Trump won, he's just like, I don't like him. He's a conservative. And he's just like, nobody wants to hear from me right now. So, you know, I'll sit this out for a little while. And uh, I think it's interesting because there were, I mean, they're, they're still out there, but at CPAC, the, the one woman who spoke was basically shouted down and booed. So uh, I guess there's not, room for that right now i guess it's what a tr- woman speaking in a conservative organization <laughs> i think i walked Is there into no that. room for that i believe i walked into that what about sarah huckabee sanders she could speak she sure can that's sarah <laughs> because you love her we all love her but anyway i i think that it, it's a fair point this was an article that i i saw that the bbc wrote uh, obviously uh i was looking for spoilers in the new season doctor who and i didn't find it but i found this article about cpac and i thought it was interesting that because i thought about it and i'm like oh yeah they're they're not everywhere like even a year ago right now they were still around they were vocal because i, I don't know maybe they just realized like you know people are kind of happy with the way this is going this isn't helping myself. Happy or my with it, or there hasn't been a, di- a. We haven't been nuked by North Korea. Like, are they happy with it? Like, oh, you got a little bit of more money in your paycheck. What are they happy with? Well, I think that those are the sorts of things that people are happy with. And by the way, money in your paycheck, absolutely, because I think that's a bottom line thing. That's like, a, yeah, I can see that right now. You know, I mean, look, people are gonna. But- over okay. the next couple of months, people are going to be filing their tax returns. And if they so see... So if they get $30 more in their paycheck, adding on to the deficit that they have probably been complaining about for the past administration the entire time. But to their point, it's like, well, you know, it's not my deficit. Well, meant, yeah. Yeah. But sure. that, yeah. that's the point. Is so when you file your tax returns, if you have more money in it, you're going to be like... So, so there's that, that they're, that they're turning, you know, they're turning towards Trump. Well, I, I I think people are – I'm not saying the never-Trumpers are happier with him. They're seeing more people happy with him than they thought would have been. So the most vocal never-Trumpers, not Bill Crystal, who still tweets about it and gets yelled at on Twitter, it's actually, it's actually a good follow, it, just to kind of get a, a different perspective. But I think that – they're just realizing it's like is it just, just this is I, I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm not going to you know why am I going to be the anti-Trump I, guy? I Democrats are doing it already. That's throwing your hands in the air. That's just like whatever. What are we going to do? You know, like <laughs> look, March Madness <laughs> is coming up. I think they're just like you know what? I'm I'm just going to focus on the tourney. I really want to do a good bracket this year. Who cares what Trump does in March? Yeah, it's it's like a 
what's the word? It's it's just giving up. That's what it is well, more yeah. so than turning in favor, you know. Yeah. Saying, yeah, you know what? He's actually doing a good job. No, it's not that. No, I don't think that they think he's doing a good job. I just think that the point that the article made is that the, the Republican Trump haters, they have not gone away. I think that their numbers are smaller. I think you have more people who are different on Trump. Do you think they're turning libertarian or yeah i i think yeah that I, I think they're changing they're calling themselves something else now they're calling themselves happening. something else yeah exactly uh, because you know let's be honest th- these are people who are conservatives uh, donald trump is not a conservative but uh the conservative political action committee was an outlet for him and his views and his policies and real conservatives uh realize like oh there there's not room for me here uh so you're you're going to have to see who maybe does have a spot for you at the table cuz it's not democrats they do they do not have room for you at, at the table uh you know but that that was really loud yeah. it was like a chair rolling in here <laughs> do you think ghost chair we're haunted by the russian call girl <laughs> I or so. i hope she's still alive for her sake <laughs> but if she died in prison is she haunting us anyway uh great conversation uh this week uh tamra thanks so much for being here hey thank I you i think this was a great chat just one-on-one um sort of an asterisk to that thanks for being here because if you weren't it was going to be just me reading questions in the chat you and the ghost chair <sighs> I don't know how much like the ghost chair. Uh, Tamara, where can people find you? <laughs> I think you guys know by now. Hey, what? Tamara underscore on Twitter. Hey, Tamara on YouTube. And you can find me at Christian DMZ. That's on your Twitter. That's on your Instagram. Don't look for me on Snapchat. Stop bragging. I am not there on Snapchat. I Oh, wait. Actually, I do have a Snapchat. But I just don't use it. But anyway, I have one. Uh, and I have my own personal podcast, The Blatcast. You can find that at B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks so much to everybody in the chat. It was a great conversation. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more of our usual friends. We'll see you then.